one of the things we we spent a half hour in disbelief of how many people are out here and I call it riding dirty. And the reason why I call it, because you don't have terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand it because you're in business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're in business. Going into business is not cheap. Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. And all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul, or the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. the lovely Glenisa Galliard. I'm always worried yes. I mispronounce your name, but I nope, nailed that. Right first. <laughs> the Galliard Law Firm and yes. as well as Legally Pink Travel. Yep. She is coming at us to talk today about what you need to have in place as a travel entrepreneur, why it is important, and we're going to try and rein in this conversation because I know Glenisa can be super passionate about this, but let's start with, I gave you like the short intro. I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself, what it is that you do. Let's start there. Sure. Not a problem. And thank you so much for having me today. I'm just so excited to be here because I am a travel advisor, like many of the people who will be listening, as well as an attorney, I am in a unique position to merge my loves of travel and of the law. So again, thank you for thinking of me and thank you for having me here. Regarding who I am. So again, my name is Glenisa Galliard. I am an attorney and travel advisor. There's a couple of changes since we spoke. So I'm in the process of merging my firm with another firm. So I will be called Gaylord Pichardo. (laughs) So we will be doing um, not only handling travel advisors, but also content creators, internet personalities, everything under the sun, dealing with creation and innovation. And and I find that travel advisors have that as well. They're very creative when we put our, our packages together, how we're dealing with our clients. We're very innovative. And some of us do other things such as podcasting, which is what you're doing now, mm-hmm. such as blog, doing blog posts and writing blog posts and YouTube channels. So a lot of, so if you look at being a travel advisor and you're doing those ancillary things, you are a content creator as well. And travel advisors are content creators, even though the audience is much more, um, much smaller versus the mass audience. 
So yes, Gala Pichardo is the new firm. I do, I handle travel law and business law. As travel advisors, I firmly, firmly believe that we are a business first, travel advisor second. So whatever we do underneath our travel umbrella, including the podcast and whatever, we're still in business. And so we need to have those foundations for our business in order to ensure our success. You know, so with that being said, my ethical obligations are to tell you that this and that what everything that I say to here cannot be construed as advice. It is for educational purposes only. If you are looking for legal advice, please contact me at Pachardo, GailRPachardo.com. Um, and we can discuss your specific case and figure out whether or not um, you utilize my services will work best for you. So now that I have the disclaimer out of the way. <laughs> now that we've gotten the important things out of the way, now we can have that. Yes. yes. So yes. Yeah. So again, I'm passionate about business. I'm passionate about you being in business. I'm passionate about individual or small business owners being as successful as, even more successful as the Amazons and the Microsofts and the Apples, because I believe that this is where the innovation comes from. And in order for Apple to start, somebody had to come up with an idea and implement and grow. Same thing with what we do as business owners. We come up with an idea, we implement and we grow. But along the way, you need to have certain people in your back pocket to help you with that growth and to um, help you navigate the landmines that can, that can occur with that growth. So that's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. <laughs> awesome. I love you. So I love what you said that we are business owners first, travel agents second. That's so important because if you don't have the foundations in place for your business, you aren't going to fail as a travel agent. I mean, I hate right. to that blunt about it, but it's something we don't talk about enough. Exactly. So we've got a brand new person, say they're brand new to the scene, they want to become a travel advisor. What is the bare minimum you think advisors need to have in place for their business, for small business owners, advisors, content creators to work in the service-based industry? To work in the service-based industry, you need to have your foundation. So your foundation, and that requires a plan, right? You need to plan out what are your goals? What are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? What are your overall goals? Those three things are very important. I know a lot of people get into this business because some people will say, hey, travel for free, come blah, 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 blah. No, that's not what this is about. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you come in with that mind frame and that mindset, you're going to crash and burn. Yep. This period. You're going to crash and burn because there's really no real plan there. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of us go into business with no real plan. I've done that twice. <laughs> AKA my law firm, AKA my travel agency, but not everybody has a legal degree to say, okay, I jumped into this. Let me move back and implement the things that I need to implement to make this work. So I don't suggest doing it that way. <laughs> um, I, I just, mistakes as business owners, right. uh, come on, nobody walked this path perfectly. But no, no, no. That's why we've created this podcast. That's why we do what we do. We are trying to educate and train and teach. <laughs> exactly. So I don't recommend my strategy, not at all. Um, but that's just how I do life. I've done a lot of things. When I moved from Albany, New York, down to Virginia, down to New York City, it was okay. I don't have a job, but I'm gonna go. 
<laughs> or when I move from New York City down to Virginia, DC area, I'll have a job and I have a little girl, but I'm gonna still go. <laughs> but they all worked out the way they were supposed to work out. And so there that is. I don't suggest that. <laughs> so at bare minimum, you need to have a corporate structure, mm-hmm. whether it be an LLC or an incor- or being incorporated in your state, whatever state you're in will dictate what um, corporate structures are available to you. A lot of them are the same. Mm-hmm. However, you know, each one, depending on how the state brings those rules together, well, it can show you what, which one will work best for you. Mm-hmm. And in part of that, even before that, though, I would get one of the things I'll say, and I have a mastermind class for business owners. One of the things I say from the beginning is that you need to have your squad together. Mm-hmm. Who are your squad? Your attorney, your accountant slash bookkeeper, yeah. your web designer, mm-hmm. your copyright person. Yes. And then the people who are going to be in your corner to cheer you on as you go through this journey. Yeah. And that person can be Jack or Daniels. Patron. Give yourself the grace of going a little bit more than Mr. McCormick, but whatever. Right, right. Exactly, 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 exactly. Like, you don't want to know the stuff that I drink. The stuff that I drink is fairly expensive. So I'm going with just name brand stuff. Yeah. But... <laughs> But you're going to need all of those things and maybe not all at the same time Mm -hmm. in order to bring this forward because you're going to need your website designer to do your website. A lot of people, there's like Squarespace and Wix that will help you put your site together. However, you need someone to um, have that that eye for color. You need someone to help you with your brand. You need someone to have that graphic artist to make your styles unique. You need your attorney, again, to help you go through what are the legal steps and milestones and landmines that you can that you can find yourself with. Do you need contracts? Yes, you do. Every business needs contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, do you need formulate form, forming your business? Yes, you do. You need somebody to tell you or walk you through forming your business. Mm-hmm. Now you're doing intellectual property. Let's say you have a very unique name. You want to trademark it. Mm-hmm. You need an attorney to do that for you. Yes, there's LegalZoom. I don't compete with LegalZoom. Why? Because they don't do what I do. <laughs> the same way that as a travel advisor, you don't compete with Expedia. You right. have a very personalized service. Exactly. Yep. Exactly right. So you're going, and, and if something goes wrong, a chargeback, <laughs> yeah. you know, you have a client that's threatening legal action. It is always a great way to say, okay, here's my attorney's information. You can contact them directly. How many people can say that? <laughs> not enough. And, and why you can't say that? Because they're not a part of your squad. You need to have that rep, you need to have that rapport with an attorney. You may not use them all the time, but you need to have someone in your back pocket that you know and trust is looking out for your best interests. Yeah, and just to clarify, we're not saying you need to put somebody on retainer today right. 24-7, but you need to have a relationship, like you just said, the rapport built with somebody that knows you that you can call up. Right. Now with Glenisa, I'm going to call her up and say, hey. (laughs) So what had happened was. (laughs) I need some help. And somebody that can give you sound professional advice that is not what they have read on a forum or not what they, not what their cousin Joe told them you could do. 
call them Facebook Facebook Esquires. I read on Facebook. (laughs) It is often completely misleading, wrong, and they do not have the full context and the scope of the situation to give you sound advice. So having that rapport with somebody and that relationship with somebody is invaluable as a business owner. Right. And the same thing with your accountant or bookkeeper. You may be small enough where you feel confident doing your bookkeeper, keeping from month to month. However, your accountant will help you find the business um, structure that works best for you. They will help you maximize your deductions. They will tell you what you need to do in order to track your expenses and what expenses you should be tracking Mm -hmm. in order to make sure that your deductions are maximized. Oh, 100%. 100%. Awesome. So you've got your squad together, you've got your LLC formed or however it is you wanted to set everything up, you are ready to get and go, you're ready to take that first client. You said contracts. Contracts are super important. Why? Because it, what it does is that it memorializes the agreement between you and the person who, or persons with whom you're contracting with. So everybody's thinking, oh, I have my contract. I don't need a contract. I have my web designer and I don't need to have a contract. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Here's why. Because your web designer is promising to provide you with the service. And there's certain expectations that you have as a business owner um, regarding that service regarding um, you know, what you expect in that service. And the best way for both parties to know what the expectations are is to have it in written form. Mm-hmm. Not only that, as you're building your business, let's say that, that web design, you, you, have, you need to have it by a specific date, right? Hopefully a lot of times we are business owners stamps on the projects on when we want them done six weeks, eight weeks. And that could be determined by the web designer you use or you with your own other um, milestones that you need. And you need this step done first in order for you to go to the next step, right? And so what you wanna do is have that memorialized in writing because that's very important. Having that timestamp, especially if you're waiting on um, A to happen before you can get the B. Mm -hmm. Because if that pushes you all the way off, then okay, what's the repercussions? Right. You know, now if you can't find that contractor, let's say they start, you send them the deposit or whatever, and then for six, seven weeks, you haven't heard anything from them and you have no results. What happens? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What, what are your recourse? Where do you, if you have to sue them, where are you getting sued? Where are you suing them? If they live in California and you live in New York, you going to California to sue them? You know what I mean? Like those, those are the things that go into your contract. Um, What happens if there's a breach? What happens if they don't get to you on time? All of those things, the whole purpose of the contract, not just to memorialize the agreement, but to state what happens if things go wrong. And that makes it a lot easier for the courts to look at it and say, hey, you agreed to X, Y, and Z. You did not do X, Y, and Z. So therefore the contract states, you now need to do A, B, and C so they can recoup Mm -hmm. whatever losses they have because they now had to go into another contract with somebody else to do that service. And now you've lost time. You've lost, hopefully not money, but time is money. So there's that. Mm -hmm. But you've lost all of these things because you person over here did not fulfill your end of the contract. So it's very important to make sure that if you have vendors that you're using to help you build your business, that there's a contract in place. 
And that's when an attorney can assist you with drafting. Now, let's say you do group travel, right? Jane came up to you and said, I want to do my 50th birthday party in Cabo. Okay. (laughs) Now, if you're doing a contract with, you are a third person, you are the third party provider of the travel. So somebody hires your agency because they want to do a 50th birthday in Cabo. Mm -hmm. Right. So now you need to do a contract with the hotel Mm -hmm. and they have their attrition rules and they have their cancellation penalties and you're signing on behalf of the, the group leader, mm-hmm. but the group leader doesn't have anything with you yeah. to say, I will be responsible if I don't get the number of rooms that I'm saying that I can get. <laughs> uh, so, and so a lot of times I see travel agents do something silly, like copy terms and conditions from the supplier over to, why do you not want to do that? She's shaking her head no at me and it's, she's hundred percent right, but why? You don't want to do that because your terms and conditions can contradict with the terms and conditions from the supplier. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is read the terms and conditions of the supplier, compare them to your own and where it's different, then you want to put in that group leader contract. Awesome. Not only that, you want to take, and again, this is not legal advice, but this is what my, I'm suggesting. Mm-hmm. Then also their cancellations and attrition policies need to come over into your contract with that group leader. So mm-hmm. when I do my group leader contracts, it's in two parts mm-hmm. because I try to make it a work with the workflow of a travel agent based upon what I know. And everybody does their workflow different, but generally when you qualify that client, you go through, you figure out where they want to go because you don't have the terms yet because you don't know which resort they're going to choose. Once they choose their resort, you put that group together, then you do the second half of the group um, leader agreement, which then goes into all the actual um, attrition policy, so on. But the first part is, this is what I'm going to do for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we call it our service agreement contract. And mm-hmm. that's just before I do anything, we agree that we have entered into this working relationship together. That's right. To go forward. And then anything else that must be agreed upon after this fact will be agreed upon in another contract and another set of terms and conditions, because like you said, all of that's going to be ported over differently. Exactly. And so, and so that's why you do it that way. But yeah, it's very important that you memorialize everything, but just don't copy the terms and conditions from the supplier because those terms and conditions only benefit the supplier. They don't benefit you. And they, yeah, they don't protect the, the travel advisor. And I love it all. You are the third party in this entire conversation. Exactly. And so while the client might be protected and the supplier might be protected, you are not. And so right. that's where you come into issues of chargebacks and other crazy things. And that's when you got to call Glenice and go, okay, well, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> And my first question is going to be, what is your group leader contract set? Mm-hmm. I don't have a group leader contract. Well, well now we have a mess. <laughs> so has COVID impacted the way we operate with all of this as well? Of course it has. Because what, so pre-COVID, um, you knew which way to go. You knew the, you New. If you were in the, doing this for a while, even if you were newer, getting your feet wet, learning, 
what the supplier policies are in general, all of that. COVID took that and kicked the door in and said, hey, I'm here and I'm about to mess up your entire room and you're never going to get it back the way it was again. That's uh, the best description of COVID <laughs> that I have heard in a long time. Sorry. Please no, it's fine. But that, but that's basically what it did. Like if there was a policy, nope, not, not that policy no longer exists. So COVID has made the travel industry and the way we travel just so different. Mm -hmm. And you know what though? It gave travel adv advisors and travel agents an opportunity to shore up those systems that need to be shore up. And if you didn't, shame on you. Because th at this point, travel is just different. Mm -hmm. That You gotta wear a mask, you gotta wash your hands. I'm kind of surprised that that's a big deal. Like, what were you doing before, dude? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Work with me on this one. This one should not be hard. <laughs> COVID was, uh, 2020 was, you know, let's mess up your life. And then 2021 was, let's test your survival skills now. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. <sighs> it's just been one thing after another. Yeah. But the thing is, is that COVID is, was an eye-opener and it was an opportunity if you were willing to meet the challenge. And so, and, and the challenge is how well, how well did I build my systems? Mm -hmm. This was a test of your systems and your systems just isn't the customer relationship management software that you built or the emails that you send out. Your systems are your legal foundations for your business. Mm -hmm you know, and understanding what these things mean. Like for instance, one of the things that clients and travel agents had a misnomer about was that they felt that the force majeure provision meant you got your money back. That's not what that means. So quick lesson in force majeure. What force majeure means is that you cannot, if, you, if there is something that is un- expected or something that you cannot foresee as you, um, whatchamacallit, as you perform this contract. And whatever happens, it's an unexpected event that keeps you from performing the terms of the contract as written that no party can foresee, can foresee happening. Like you can foresee happening a hurricane, even though a hurricane's in force majeure, it may happen during your time, it may not. Okay, fine. You can, you, you know, you can foresee happening that, you know, an airport may close because of bad weather, what happened in Texas, you know what I mean? Like airport delays, those types of things. So that's not really a force majeure event. COVID when it happened was a force majeure event. We've never had COVID before. And so countries were shutting down. Cities and states were shutting down. Airplanes were not flying. Cruises are still not back. So it took a very huge hit on the travel agency as we, as uh, travel industry as we knew it. And so now, okay, people are like, I can't perform this because it's impossible for me to perform this contract. But that doesn't mean you get your money back. Mm -hmm. What that means is that we go back to the cancellation policies to see what that says. Now for airlines, they have their, their carrier contracts with the government that does say, if you don't fly there, 
that the customer gets their money back, even if it was a non-refundable ticket, right? But hotels don't have that. Um, resorts don't have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless it's written in the, yeah, unless it's written in their terms. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why it's very important to cancellation policies. And a lot of people change their cancellation policies for COVID due to the public outcry, which I thought was the right thing to do. Yeah, I think that that was one thing that all of this made better is that we all got a lot more clear and a lot more upfront with each other to say, this is what I'm agreeing to. This is going to be what happens when we don't follow through. Cancellation policies got a lot stricter, folks. Like, let's yep. be very, very clear about that. I told a client last year at the beginning of 2020, I got all of their money back. I said, if we put down money today, I don't think that's going to happen again. <laughs> it's not going to happen again. No. It's not going to happen again. And that's the thing, like that COVID as a force majeure does no longer exist. It existed in 2020. It does not exist in 2021. So now that you book travel from now moving forward, you can't say force majeure on COVID or I can't travel because of COVID, blah, blah. Even if we do have another shutdown. Mm -hmm. It's my belief that you knew COVID was here when you booked. Mm -hmm. And it's my belief that, you know, COVID doesn't, um, you know, COVID um, is not a force majeure event. Are there other ways to look at getting your money back? Possibly. Frustration of purpose, meaning that, you know, if the country is shut down, you can't go. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds frustrating to me. (laughs) Right. So do you recommend people have either build COVID into their service agreements or have a COVID waiver? It depends. My, and I'm just saying from me, my terms and conditions have COVID included in the terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. However, but that remember your terms and conditions are only good for the clients that agree to those terms and conditions at the time that they book their travel. Mm -hmm. So anybody who booked travel before COVID, they have a COVID waiver. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you, the newer travel that I'm booking, not much yet. It's still picking up, but not much yet. The newer travel that I'm booking, I still have them sign a separate COVID waiver because I don't want to hear, I didn't know. No, we we do the same thing. And it's just because I want to put this out in front of you one time to draw your attention that there is a global pandemic still taking place. And if you still want to go, we will work within all the parameters that I can. However, right. It You're doing this. This is at your risk. Yeah, this is at your risk. And so I still do it separately. You got to remember your terms and conditions. You can't expect your clients who agreed to terms and conditions prior to COVID to auto just because you changed your terms and conditions that that's what they agreed to. That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you update your terms and conditions to include COVID, um, that's great for your newer clients, you know, or, or clients who may be repeat clients who are booking new vacations. Mm-hmm. But if they already have a book vacation, you need to do that COVID waiver because you need to put that in front of them to let them know, hey, you know, COVID's still out there. You can still die. <laughs> but I hate to say it that way, but it's, it's just true. Like, you know, and, and you need to understand that if you catch COVID, don't blame me. 
well, if you catch COVID, don't blame me. If you have to cancel your trip because of COVID, then, you know, you still have to adhere to the cancellation policies at play. Like there's no getting around this. And it really just, again, memorializes, clarifies, sets right. expectations ahead of time. That's exactly it. Expectations ahead of time. Yep. And that's what's vital. When most people get started, the biggest thing I hear is I cannot afford to hire somebody to help me with this. What do you say? She's smiling at me. I am because can you afford a lawsuit? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that, because that, that, that's where I'm going with this. It's like, it, I had another conversation this morning with another travel advisor that I'm doing some things with. And one of the things we, we spent a half hour in disbelief of how many people are out here and I call it riding dirty. And the reason why I call it, cause you don't have terms and conditions mm -hmm. and I don't understand it because you're in business mm -hmm. and Oh, and another person in your squad should be your insurance agent. Sorry, I forgot about that one. But <laughs> you're in business. Going into business is not cheap, mm -hmm. right? If you want to have something where you need minimum, minimal down payment, do something like Pampered Chef. Or, and I'm not knocking Pampered Chef. I did Pampered Chef at, at one time. I love their products. Don't get me wrong. Okay, but I'm just saying that. that type of model, the multi-level marketing model, may be a better model for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to be an independent agency owner, you need to go into business with some type of nest egg where you can get these things into place. Mm -hmm. Period. I, I, I don't think we talk about it enough. I think that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, I think people think I'm going to be a travel agent and I'm just going to be a booking agent. And I'm going to go back to your very first comment. You are a business owner first a travel agent second. It's why we call this podcast the Travel Biz CEO. You are the CEO of your business. You have to have business foundations in place to run a successful business. Otherwise, it's going to run you into the ground. Exactly. And a lot of people who are not coming back after, you know, after COVID is done are people who did not take being in the business seriously. Mm -hmm. I had another client. She does Essence every year. You know, she wasn't, she does her own, she's very independent, does her own group vacations and Essence did not happen. And she refunded, I want to say $50,000, uh, but she's still doing well. Cause she's Why? Because she's a businesswoman and she understood that she needed to have her business running in such a way where if these things happen, she was protected. Ooh. going fine say it again she was <laughs> no because i think that we don't talk about that enough because and that's what i want to that's really what i wanted to get to it's why i asked that question because there is an investment that needs to take place when you enter into any kind of business for yourself okay and it needs to be an investment into your legal foundations into forming your LLC into, and there's only so much you can DIY and bootstrap for yourself because exactly. I am not an attorney by choice, by the way. <laughs> it 
is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> We're a total badass. I'll say it over and over and over. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But it's not for the faint of heart. And, but, you know, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart either. You're right. And so if you are going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to set out and you're going to do these, a capital contribution is part of the requirements and barriers to entry into wearing that badass badge of entrepreneur. You're absolutely right. And the thing about it is, if you have a good accountant, they'll tell you that being paying for an attorney is tax deductible. Mm-hmm. But you have to be incorporated to get some of those deductions. Well, look at that. So you see how they all interrelate with each other. Yes, ma'am. Yes, So ma'am. that capital contribution, you're right, is key because the first thing that we do when we go into business, we're like, okay, I got to get my LLC. Okay, I got to get my website. Okay, I got to get my logo. But that foundation, and all those are great. And I'm not saying you don't do those things mm-hmm. because you do. They're important. They they. T- say to the world who you are, what your brand is. And they, you know, those are all front facing things, but you're not building your foundation without having your squad. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that foundation, all that stuff is great, but it's going to come down like a house of cards when stuff happens. And stuff is going to happen. Can we just, right. stuff happens to all of us. There's right. things that go wrong. Clients get upset. Clients threaten lawsuits. Again, you feel a lot more confident handling all of these situations like a boss when you can say, I'm sorry, please contact my attorney. Exactly. Exactly. But make sure you put, give your attorney a heads up. (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten emails regarding X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, wait, they didn't tell me about this. Okay. So now I'm calling my client saying, um, you want to give me some information about, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so be a professional, be a professional. <laughs> heads up. Just don't me an email. <laughs> um, I, so I love all this. I think we could go on for hours and hours and hours. And I, we've already talked about having you come back for a part two, but so what is the biggest mistake you see people make? when it comes to setting up their contracts? What is the, what is the number one thing everybody forgets to do? There's so many. That's why I had to because all of them have their own level of repercussions. Mm-hmm. And that's why I did the deep sigh. And they don't have their own level of importance. One of the things that I, I want to flip that question a little bit and say, here's the basic things you should have as a new travel advisor. Mm-hmm. You need to have terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. That does not mean going on somebody else's site and copying and pasting their terms and conditions. Here's why. Number one is copyright infringement. Number two, their t- the way that they have their terms and conditions, number one, you don't know if they copied it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Number one. And number two, you don't know if it fits your business model. So I'm in a travel agency, travel business, you're in a travel business, but we may run our businesses in two different ways. So the terms and conditions that you have for your business may not apply to mine. I know somebody who does nothing but destination weddings. So if somebody's doing um, individual travel, their terms and conditions are gonna be totally different than doing a destination wedding. So you can't, so you can't say, oh, I took so-and-so's terms and conditions and they are going to, and say that they work for you. They don't, they won't. 
get them done. Um, not having a privacy policy on your website. I have gone to so many websites without a privacy policy. I'm sorry to tell you this, you are breaking the law and you can get fined. California, I think it's about two or five grand per instance. Ooh. Spend that $300 for a privacy policy. <laughs> um, <laughs> not having contracts, not putting in place the things that can protect you as the as the owner of your of your um of your business that's what it's there for it's supposed to protect you not getting a corporation corporate structure for your business whether it be an llc everybody says llc because it's the easiest corporate structure you can do right you know that may or may not work for you talk with your accountant about that remember that squad you know, not having a corporate business structure to shield your personal assets from your business. Because that's what that corporate structure is there to do. If you are out here saying, I am running out here as Glenisa's travel with no corporate structure and somebody decides to sue me and wins, they can now attach my house. They can now attach my car. They can attach any assets that I have. Mm -hmm. But if I do it under legally pink travel, right? Mm -hmm. And I get sued and, um, and unfortunately legally pink travel um, loses. They're only hitting legally pink travel assets. They're not attaching my house. Super They're not attaching my car. Now there's exceptions to that rule. Mm -hmm. However, that's how that corporation is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. So these are the biggest pitfalls that I see every day of mm -hmm. people um, out here, like I said, riding dirty. So make sure you have those things in place, your privacy policy, your terms and conditions that work for your business and making sure that, that you have a squad and being incorporated, whether it be an LLC, a regular corporation, however you wish to do, it's totally up to you. But making sure you have those things, I think will start you off as you learn and you grow. And because, you know, we're going into this to grow and to be able to be captains of our own industry, right? Mm -hmm. to, to forge our own way. So I'm putting it out there that you are going to grow. Mm -hmm. So as you do that, things will be a little bit more um, sophisticated and that's fine. And your squad will grow with you. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, it's a good point too, right? Because as you grow, you might need just the one-on-one -on -one consults. You might call up your attorney and say, hey, I need you to help me write my privacy policy. I need you to help me write up my terms and conditions. As you grow, you might say, I might need you to help me out, add this contract, add this here. Now I wanna do groups. Let's rewrite that contract up. Again, you are just building it, but you, if you don't have that solid foundation, you don't have that relationship in place first, it feels really hard to go back. Exactly. One last question. Sure. I think a lot of people get very intimidated to call an attorney because, and I don't, I don't think this is just attorney, by the way. I think this is, I don't like to call an accountant. I don't like calling an attorney. I don't like call because they put their heads in the sand. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fear of the unknown. Hmm. But that's the thing, You're, these people are here to help you. Yes. 
Um, we're not here to berate you or down, you know, down, you know, make you feel bad about yourself because you didn't do those things. I know people who've been in, in year in, in the travel industry for over a decade who are just now putting the terms and conditions in place. You know, I, I you know, I have a rapport with my clients where I can have a conversation and I do that purposefully because I don't want you to think that I'm some stuffy person sitting behind the desk with my glasses down at the bridge of my nose, looking at you like you, you're less than me. And I don't believe that you're coming to me with this issue. No, that's not what we're here for. That's we're here to partner with- That's a bad movie you saw. <laughs> let's, let's get that image out of your head. Right, or I'm so stuffy that, oh, we have to do this and we have a billable hour requirement starting at $1,000 per hour. And we need you to put a retainer of $20,000. No. <laughs> and yes, I will admit that attorney's prices are different. Mm -hmm. But that same thing with travel. Do you, whether or not you charge a fee, mm -hmm. what that fee is. We do different things differently too. Same thing with travel um, tour operators. They charge different prices for whatever. So yes, you should find it someone who you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And not everybody may feel comfortable with me, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, shop around. I think that you should find somebody who has the heart of a teacher, somebody who's willing to talk to you like a person. <laughs> I don't know if I have the heart of a teacher, but again, I'm I'm I, I I will be honest with you. I will be transparent with you. And if there's something that where your decision making I find is questionable, I'm going to say that to you. Okay. But I'm also going to back it up with a reason. But I think, but I think that's why I say I do think you have the heart of a teacher. I think that oh. you are, well, I, and the reason I say that is that if I, I feel like if I come to you with a question, you are going to explain why. You're not going to give me a laundry list of things I need to do and pay for, and then that's it. We really need to have these things in place, Crystal, because of X, Y, Z. And if we don't do it, this is what I'm trying to protect you from here. There's a big picture that you see right. playing that out. So I never feel like I don't trust what you're telling me or I don't, or I question, uh, is she really giving me sound advice? No, you are because you have thought it out and you're clearly laying out all the steps why. You may not sugarcoat it. And no, I don't. Sugarcoating <laughs> is not my thing. And the reason why I don't sugarcoat is because I need you to understand what I'm saying to you. And I need you to weigh the risks versus the rewards of what I'm saying to you and make a sound decision based on, information. Mm -hmm. And if I give, if I, you know, if I'm telling you, I need to bulldoze your house, I'm not going to say, well, we can knock down a wall here and a wall there. That's not true. And that's not accurate. And you can't appreciate the gravity of the situation. Mm -hmm. Versus if I say, I need to bull down, bulldoze your house because it's termite ridden and it's going to fall anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really just but, want to Let's build a new one. We can build it bigger and better. <laughs> called managing expectations. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So that's just that's that's me. I think that we're gonna kind of leave it there today, though. I can't tell okay. you how much I appreciate you coming on today and talking through all of this stuff. I think that you have such a wealth of information. I'm afraid to tap in too hard because I think we could go on for about four hours. Oh, definitely. And I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm not going to ask you to come back because by the way, I'm I will. You to come back. Um, I'd love 
Well, I love talking to you. Was the where can people find you? Yes. So I actually, well, I told you about my new venture with the law firm, Gail, um, Gaylor Pichardo, but I also do, I also have a new brand called Travel Esquired. And with Travel Esquired, it is legal, legal content for travel advisors by a travel advisor. So it includes contract templates, including your terms and conditions. It includes um, webinars. Um, I'm also starting a YouTube channel to be able to do some some live streams, answer questions. It'll be live and recorded, the two, the, the two of those. Mm-hmm. So you can go to www.glenisa.com or you can go to www.travelesquire.com. And there you'll find, like I said, contract templates. You can get information about my business course. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not just the business course is not for travel advisors. And then you have information about the new law firm. That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation even half as much as I did. Glenisa is such a badass travel entrepreneur, just a badass entrepreneur in general. She has so many cool things going on behind the scenes, which of course, you know, we have linked out to in the show notes. I wanted to pop in here and give a special shout out and thank you to my dear friend Glenisa for coming on and sharing her wisdom with us. And I wanted to give an important announcement and reminder, KTA membership is open forever. No more scarcity, closed membership, weird tactics that are going on out there. We are open and here whenever you are ready. At KTA membership, we emphasize teaching your business foundations, teaching you how to set up things on the back end so that you can run your business just as much of a badass as Glenisa does or as Wendy or Ashley, or dare I say, as I myself do. We want you to have full understanding of your business, your marketing, and have the healthy, resilient mindset to see it through and set goals and reach them. You can find more information at kinshiptravelacademy.com slash membership, kinshiptravelacademy.com, or of course, follow the link in the show notes Have a great day, guys. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you got something great out of today's episode. If you were wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business, take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag Travel Biz CEO. Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level.